Hey guys, it's Jim. Uh, this uh, little editorial note, this is actually episode 44, not 43. Welcome to the SLP Talk Show. Real talk with Carrie about stuff that really matters. Hey, it's Carrie, your fast-talking, speech-therapy-loving host. While you are driving, cleaning, exercising, or whatever it is you do while listening to podcasts, I'm going to be chatting about pediatric speech therapy stuff. But I don't want our time together to feel like work or be boring. You already work enough, and you already have enough boring stuff to do in your life. So let's get going and have some fun. Hello, and welcome to episode 43 of the SLP Talk Show. I am Carrie, a pediatric speech-language pathologist, and I am here with the amazing Jim. Hi, I'm just a guy. No, he's a guy. Well, he's my husband. We call you the honorary SLP. Yes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Can I tell them about the cool thing that happened, what you got invited to do? Um, <laughs> which cool thing? You know, there's so many. There's so many cool things. I know. So uh, we are speaking. Well, I am speaking uh, next year. I think it's in May somewhere. I don't know, some conference up in Michigan. And they asked if Jim would come <laughs> along and they want us to record a live podcast while we're there. I don't understand. I know. I think it's <laughs> it fun. It makes I don't no know sense either. to me. I don't know. People, well, people like to hear what you have to say, I think. Uh, oh, okay. Well. Yeah. So anyways, that's kind of cool. Yes, that is cool. I feel kind of weird as I'm talking because I have been a little under the weather. Yeah. Uh, just recovering from the vid. The vid. First time having the vid. And I definitely don't sound like myself. So. No, no. Hi, but you're a trooper. I'm a trooper and I feel human again. And Can I tell a story oh, about you? Oh, no. Like, I don't know. Okay. Don't, it's kind of heavy, though. Oh, heavy story. Okay, here comes heavy so, story. It's when you got diagnosed. Oh, with cancer. Okay. So I'm going to try to keep this as light as possible. But you were on your way to St. Louis on the road. To present. To present. Mm-hmm. And you get the call from your doctor yep. telling you you have cancer. Right. The the pathology report had come back, the mm. biopsy. Yep. yep. And what would you do? Did you turn around and come home? No. I went to St. Louis and I spoke the next day. That's right. Yeah. You're a trooper. I You're the trooper. definition of a trooper. And I then what did you do the next day? I went and spoke uh, in Kansas City. You came back to Kansas City and you spoke again. Yep, yep. And then I did have to cancel the Wichita leg of that trip because I had to go into surgery right, right. away and get a chemo port put in. Yeah. Because... I remember that because I, I went and stayed with you at the hotel in, in Kansas, Kansas City. City yeah. And... Yeah. That was 11 years ago. That was wild. It seems like yeah. a, diff- a lifetime ago. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of cool because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So right. might as well. Yeah. We, we should need, do an episode we need to... on that. We yeah. should, we Maybe should we talk could... a little more about that. Um, yeah, I am a, a trooper. I guess that's a good way to describe it. I don't know. You just got to keep trooper? going, right? Yeah, beyond. Yeah. You're amazing. Yeah. You well, you're, you're so awesome. You're so sweet. All right. Well, anyways, uh, that was cool. Um, so, yeah. So, Jim and I are going to uh, talk a little bit today about Halloween. And the reason this is going to be fun is because our son, Aaron, who is autistic, if mm-hmm. you've been following yep. us at all on social media, if you uh, listen to the podcast, you know a lot about Aaron. But uh, his favorite holiday is Halloween. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that. But before we do, we of course have to do a quick game of chump or champ. Okay. All right. You feeling I'm, lucky today? I'm, yep. I'm ready. Okay. Very good. Here we go. So I asked Jim four questions and if he gets four correct responses, he is dubbed champ. A champ. And yeah. if not, <clears throat> then he becomes jump. a chump. Here we go. Question number one. What is the name of the blood vessels that carry blood to the heart? 
those are veins. Very good. Did you learn how to remember that? No. Aorta away from. Oh that's, wow. That's that's we'll how, see. That's the only way I know that. Yeah. I, I but you know. got it. Was yeah. it a fifty-fifty guess for you, or were you just kind of up in the air? I, I I was fairly certain. Well, our daughter is a nurse. She would be. Yeah, sad she probably would have smacked me if I <laughs> got it wrong. All right. How many letters are in the Latin or Roman alphabet? Yes, very good. Same as ours. Yay. In the famous equation E equals MC squared, formulated by Albert Einstein, mm-hmm. what does E stand for? Energy. I knew this would be an easy one for you. And the last one, what adjective describes a person who speaks two languages fluently? Um, they're, they're bilingual. Ding, ding, ding. Welcome. I mean, that, you, you, that, you that's did not it. hard. I mean, that's like a question. I know. It's an easy question. But see, you got four out of four. The first one was, you know, probably... The one that was going to trip me up. trip you up the most, but yeah. you got it. So yeah. four out of four. Yep. This I'm, is Jim, the I'm a champ. champ. I'm yes. a champ. Very good, very good, very good. All right, Jim, so I have to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. When you were a little kid, did you enjoy dressing up for Halloween? Yes, very much so. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Until how old? How old do you think you were when you finally stopped? I don't know, 34, 35. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I'm going to say 15-ish. Oh, so you did it well in the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you loved I it, I lived huh? in Iowa. We had nothing else to do. Nothing else to do. That's right. Well, that's so funny that you said that because <laughs> I had in my, my notes, I always kind of create notes for our, our episodes. Um, so Jim and I were both born and raised in Des Moines and right. had all of our childhood Halloweens in Des Moines. And they do something, I think, kind of strange. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that it was yeah. strange back then when we lived there. But you go trick-or-treating on what's called Beggar's Night. Yeah, Isn't beggar's that what it's night. called? Beggar's, beggar's Night, night mm-hmm. in Des Moines, Iowa. Um, is the night before Halloween. So you never go trick-or-treating yeah. on Halloween. And right. so I don't know if that's cool or if that's kind of weird. W- wasn't it maybe sometimes a couple of days before? Wasn't no. it always like a f- on the same day? No? No. Okay. It was always, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure, at least the way I remember, it was always the night before Halloween. Okay. And so if Halloween was on a Monday, you went trick-or-treating on Sunday. If Halloween right. was on a Friday, you went trick-or-treating on Thursday. So I don't know why they did that, actually, but that's just how it is. And yeah. I don't know if that's how it still is or not. And do you remember what you had to do to get a get the treat oh yeah in des moines you had to tell a joke you had to tell a joke you didn't just say trick or treat yeah. there is no way that was getting you anything no. No, so we would spend joke. as much time figuring out our joke as we would figuring out our costume yeah wouldn't you i mean that was like yep. a big deal yeah because yeah. i mean you had to have one that was you know good yeah yeah you wanted it to be good but yeah, yeah. so it took longer to trick or treat because you had to tell your joke yeah so. so there'd be like you know a group of four or five of us right. where, where they were like five minutes you know because exactly exactly so um anyways yeah as i mentioned earlier halloween is aaron's favorite holiday and i I don't know if it's even really considered a holiday but whatever the heck it is aaron loves uh decorating for uh halloween right yeah how many decorations tell him about the the noisy thing in his room oh man this thing's it, it freaks me out all the time because it like it has like a sensor on it for like light or whatever. So shadow or some Uh sort of motion, but the trees outside of his window, they, 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 uh, you know, when the shadows come across it, (laughs) it it starts talking. And what is this thing? Is it the clock? I I don't know. No, it's not the clock. The clock is crazy. It's just screaming. He has all of these devices in his room that talk when they get activated. And so he is. No, I think that, 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 sensor thing it's like an eyeball oh that's the eyeball one. Yeah, he's got says, so many I see you guys if you everything oh, that's right that's right and but, i hear this and i'm like it's during the middle of the day and i'm working and i hear this <laughs> this thing going up the i see talking. everything <coughs> but 
Yeah, he loves Halloween. He does. He loves Halloween. He loves decorations. Um, we probably have as many Halloween decorations as we do other holidays. Yeah. You know, Christmas, yeah. whatever. So while decorations are one of his favorite things, costumes, not so much. No. And Never. <laughs> trick or treating, not so much. No. So I think it's important for us to talk today a little bit about how we can create a neurodiversity affirming Halloween experience for all kids. Nice. Okay? I love this. Yeah, because while Aaron likes certain aspects of Halloween, he mm -hmm. certainly doesn't like the two primary elements that make Halloween Halloween. Right. Okay. And so. I spent a lot of time, I actually did a social media post on this um, a few days ago, and it was pretty well received, you know, lots of people commenting on it. Um, so I thought that uh, I would just go ahead and we could we could talk about this as well uh, on the podcast. And so when Aaron was younger, as his parents, we wanted him to, you know, participate in that social experience, right, with his yeah. sisters. He had two mm -hmm. older sisters. You know, it was always fun getting the costumes and taking their pictures and going door to door, and it was so traumatic yeah, for it Aaron. Was. I mean, yeah, it was so traumatic. And when he was little, two, three, four, five years old, I mean, we tried to remember the Superman costume when yep. he was two mm -hmm. and the meltdown. Oh, my gosh. It, it caused so much dysregulation. Oh, him. it was so yeah. traumatic. And I think we then didn't try it again for many years. Right. Because I was not willing to. Well, and I, I think there were a few times where we tried to go trick-or-treating with friends mm -hmm. and, you know, there was like certain expectations of, that the group had right. that he couldn't, he couldn't handle. conform with, yeah. like saying thank you right. Um, right, or, you know, or going for or an say, hour or saying trick-or-treat. Right, exactly. So uh, let's talk a little bit. Okay, so what I want to do is I want to start with Halloween costume tips. Okay, so these are neurodiversity affirming Ooh, tips. Okay? okay, got it. So number one, uh, ask the child if they even want to wear a costume. Okay, I know that this seems yeah. like maybe kind of silly, but you have to. Just because it's an expectation, a social norm of Halloween, right, right. if we're going to be neuroaffirming, we're going to forget about what is expected, right? What mm -hmm. is typical. So we're going to ask, do you want to wear a costume? And we're going to honor their response without pressuring them to conform. So if okay. they say no... We're going to honor that. We're not going to be like, but come on, buddy. It'll be so much fun. Yeah. Right? Well, we're going to yeah. avoid doing that. All right. Number two, uh, if if Halloween costumes is something the child is interested in, mm -hmm. now we can get online and we can look at Halloween costumes. You right. know, before we just go to Target or go, you can get on Amazon, you know, and you right. can start scrolling through and looking. Maybe look at it together. Yeah. Yeah. Look together. Sure. Maybe get on Pinterest because that way you can get some ideas of maybe some, you know, um, costumes you can create at home you know without having to go buy. sure well um, i mean and if they have some sort of some interests right you know maybe you can stem off of whatever they're you know if they have something that they really like right you if know they like nascar right. or if they yeah. like angry birds or you know whatever it is yeah. minecraft um number three if you do get a costume or once that costume is in your home you really want to allow the child to pick which parts parts of the costume they actually want to wear because okay. some parts of the costume may be, from a sensory standpoint, you know, mm -hmm. they may not feel good. Yeah. They may make them feel not not feel, you know, right in their own skin. They may be uncomfortable. Uh, so you think about masks. That's yeah. the first thing I think of. Any costume that has a mask, or maybe has some strange hat or some facial like a mustache or yeah. a tail. You know, yeah. some kids might be bothered by having something dragged behind them. I'll be honest. I mean, a lot of the masks that I wore, they made me uncomfortable yeah. i didn't like them at all yeah i mean yeah they, you know you kind of get like they you you breathe you're breathing in there yeah. it kind of you get some moisture from, exactly. from from your breath especially in iowa when it's cold yeah 
and you know, and it starts to condensate, yeah, you know, if you have glasses on or something like that, then they fog over. Yeah, nothing about that feels good. So um, don't force them to wear every part of the costume. Mm-hmm. All right, number four, try creating a homemade costume using items from around the house. Uh, the reason this is a good idea is kids tend to find safety in the familiar. So if it's using their own clothing to make a ghost, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, using materials, you know, toys or other things to make a homemade outfit or costume. So consider that. I had I had one where I went as um, like a hobo. A hobo. Back uh-huh. in the, so I had like a stick and, you know, like a kerchief on it. Yes, and then, I love it. So my mom, she like got some Vaseline yes. and put it on my face and then we oatmeal no coffee grounds coffee grounds oh that is yeah. so good and yeah did so you I like that I was like six you oh know so gosh. I look like I had a full beard because I did an old lady one year did you same thing but I put oatmeal so my <laughs> face looked it looked oh, kind of wrinkled and bumpy and lumpy and yeah. oh my gosh I had no idea you yeah. did that yeah it was that was fun Oh, that's a hoot. I love and it was that. a homemade costume. I love it. I love it. All right. Um, number five, invite the child to wear their selected costume around the house or to the grocery store to try to get them used to how it feels. I will tell you, with Aaron, that would have never been an option because he didn't want a costume. So no. if you made him, if he was going to wear it, as he got older, he would tolerate certain costumes, but he would never wear it more than once. I like, think the best one was the chicken. The chicken. Oh my gosh. He was, <laughs> I don't even know, five years old or something. And I went it, to but Old he, Navy. You had that, you he had that out there. For how long, A though? month. A month. Yeah, to prepare him. Yeah, yeah. That was the first time that I learned you need to put the Halloween costume out in plain sight yeah. and talk about it every day. That's right. when we started using visuals and doing a countdown how many days till you know until you wear the costume. I still laugh every time I think about it. I know. He, he was so funny in that costume. He was. He was a hood. It was from Old Navy, and it was this big, white, fluffy chicken suit. It even had the hood. He wore yeah. the hood and everything that yep. year. He had, it was like he was just whatever chicken should be, I guess. Yeah, yep, exactly. He was fine with it. He was fine with it. Um, all right, number six. Consider allowing the child to wear comfy character pajamas. Oh, you know that have nice. the bo- bottoms in the top. Yeah. Um, you know sometimes it'll even have. Get Aaron like, had one with a cape. It just attached yeah. with Velcro. Yeah, you know, Bat- but it was like jammies. You get some Batman jammies. Yeah, Batman jammies, Spider Man jammies, yeah. um, Dora jammies. I don't know, Frozen jammies. You can buy jammies with everything on it. So the good thing about jammies is they tend to be soft. Mm-hmm. They. Um, aren't scratchy, you know, right. they're not uncomfortable, they're that's not a, stiff. That's a great idea. Yeah, so that's one one um, thing to consider. Uh, number seven, how about just a Halloween-themed shirt? You know, forget the costume. How about just buy, you know, you can buy those Halloween-themed yeah. shirts. What Aaron will wear this year at age 18, because I bought it recently, and I showed it to him, and he goes, that'll do. Um, and it's a shirt, and it says, <laughs> this is my Halloween costume. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so, like but um, when he was younger... You know, just wearing a shirt with a pumpkin on it, for example, yeah. or a shirt with a ghost on it. He's Jack always Lantern, been, yeah. yeah. I think one year he wore a shirt with, you know, the jaws on it, you know, because jaws, the fish, yeah. the, you know, the right. giant yep. shark. Yeah. So something kind of scary, spooky. Um, all right. So it could just be also a plain orange shirt. Let's say they don't like anything on it. You know, they don't, they don't, you could just do a plain orange or a plain black shirt or, mm-hmm. um, again, a character shirt, you know, let them wear their Mario shirt. You know, yeah. or one year we have a picture. Um, Aaron wore his Angry Birds stocking cap. Do you remember this? It was yep. a. It had the foofy ball on top, but it had the braided like, what do you call it? Like the things you tie. You yeah. know, but yeah. it was one of those caps. It had strings yeah. on it. But it had. I think it had eyes too. And yeah, it had eyes beak. on it. It was a beak. I mean, it was so cute, and he was fine with that. And that's yep. what he wore. That was his yep. whole Halloween costume. Was that that character hat? Um, the other option is skip the costume altogether. 
Oh. Like, okay. you know what I mean? You can still go trick-or-treating. Yep. And so he says, what are you? A kid. I don't know. You know, yeah. I mean, like, it's okay. If, you know, a kid doesn't want to wear a costume. You could say, I'm a serial killer because they look like everybody else. <laughs> let's not <laughs> say that. Yeah, that's funny. That's, let's not <laughs> see, teach him serial killer. No, okay. You know, that would that's not good be a good idea. idea. Good yeah. idea. Yeah. All right, number eight. How about if you have a young child that you normally push in a stroller or take in a wagon, mm-hmm. how about decorate the wagon or the stroller in a costume instead of the child? There you go. Right? So they just happen to be in it, but you What if you had, like, jaws, you know, like, made, you made, made the stroller into, like, a shark, and then they're inside the, the shark's mouth? There you go. See? You can get creative with wow. that. Wow. Let dad go. Right? Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. So those were all tips for the costume. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about tips for trick-or-treating. Okay. Number one, ask the child if they want to go trick-or-treating. Okay. Don't assume. Yeah. Right? It's not fun It's a good idea. Everybody. Number two. Offer an alternate activity. Maybe the family could go to a movie on Halloween night. Oh. Or maybe go to a restaurant. Go okay. Go to dinner. Yeah. Right? Um, you can wear your Halloween costumes to the movie or to the restaurant if you wanted right. to, if yep. that's fun. And if costumes are not fun, then forget the costumes. There we go. See? There's an option. Flexible. All right. Be, be flexible. I love it. Number three. Ask the child if they would prefer to hand out the candy instead of going trick-or-treating. Hmm. That's what Aaron likes to do. Teaching kids to self-advocate, that is truly one of the most important functions of communication. Yeah, so you can use Halloween for that, right? Exactly. I mean, we need to ask kids, you know, what do you want to do? And we need to honor their their wishes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. number four. How about going only to a few houses when trick-or-treating? Okay. Instead of so doing just, the whole neighborhood. Right. You know, maybe five minutes, maybe ten minutes. Maybe that's enough instead of saying we're going to go trick-or-treating for an hour. Well, and, and one thing we used to do is, you know, with with uh, the, our older children, uh-huh. I would go with them or you would go with them. Uh-huh. And then I would go with Aaron or you would go with Aaron. He would do what he felt comfortable with yep. and they would do however many houses they wanted to do exactly. so everybody was happy everybody was happy and that's that's really the key so if, i mean if you have a grandparent or somebody else sure. that wants to help out you know they could maybe do something divide like and that. conquer yeah. right absolutely okay yeah. okay very good number five introduce halloween themed shows and books to familiarize the child with trick-or-treating so mm-hmm. don't just assume that trick-or-treating is something that they'll remember from the year before or right. that they even remember what to do so you know let them watch the Bluey episode of Halloween or yeah, know, read some books Yeah, about Halloween and trick-or-treating. All right, number six, consider full family participation. This is your favorite, right, Jim? Mm-hmm. This is where everyone wears a costume. Yes. Including the dog. Mm-hmm. Right? So everybody gets dressed up. That way the child doesn't feel like they're being singled out. Right. They don't feel different. Yep. All right, number seven, allow the child to take a stuffed animal trick-or-treating. You know, maybe if they have their favorite, sure. you could dress that little teddy bear or right. Whatever it is, build a bear, you know, think about, you know, getting a costume on that. And I think that might make it more fun for some kids. Mm -hmm. Yep. Number eight, if darkness is scary, then try to go trick-or-treating as early as possible. Like, don't wait until it's already pitch black. Go right when. Yeah, and a lot of people will turn their front porch lights on or whatever, like, when it's it's like 5 o'clock or something. 5.30, you know, even if your trick-or-treat time is 6 to 8, just start. At five till six, yeah. you know. I know in some of the some of these areas, maybe further north north you go, the earlier, earlier it's going to get dark. Gonna, but yeah. you know, yeah. So yeah, go early. The other thing you could do is schedule trick or treating with friends and family 
during daylight hours. So okay. don't go trick-or-treating on mm-hmm. Halloween night, but maybe say, can we come from 3 to 3.15? Sure, you know, or something. yeah. And yeah. like I know our neighbors, we're always willing to yeah, you know, accommodate if we just set it up with them ahead of time. Right. So, you know, find four or five neighbors or friends and say, sure. hey, can sure. we just come after school? You know, and honestly, when he was young, when he was young, that was about all he could handle. Uh-huh. It's probably Absolutely. two or three of them. Yep, you know? and he was good. He was good. The other thing you can do if darkness is an issue is provide a super cool flashlight. Oh, you know, there you go. They make really neat character themed flashlights. Mm-hmm. Aaron would love a flashlight if it strobed. You know, if it right. did anything. Yep. Um, or you could do, oh, what are they called? Like those. Um, glow sticks mm-hmm. uh yep. they also make the glow like necklaces mm-hmm. bracelets you know right. in different colors so right. for some kids that makes it all a little less scary mm-hmm. number nine how about attending a trunk or treat event oh yeah like at, at your at church, church or, or school yeah. instead of going trick-or-treating and the big advantage i see to trunk or treats is mm-hmm. it reduces the amount of walking sure yeah you get more I mean, it's, more loot it's like smaller you parking know, space of time. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i know there's some like ptas and uh, sure. you know other groups uh parent groups maybe even your your homeowners association sometimes will do that sort exactly. of stuff so. exactly so you can think about um yeah trunk or treats um number 10 provide alternative methods of communication so uh, on our website carrieebertseminars.com if you go down to free downloads i just put it on there today mm-hmm. but it's a free little four inch by three inch printable trick-or-treat card that you can put in a lanyard yeah. a child can wear around their neck and so on the front it says trick-or-treat right. and on you flip it over and it says thank you so it's just a very simple form of aac which That's is awesome. augmentative and alternative communication i know um i think i saw on mrs speechy peas her uh instagram page she made a bracelet, an AAC bracelet, you uh-huh. know, that again, you just print it off and then just tape it. Okay. But it's just, and it's got a lot more, you know, maybe six or eight different, you know, things you can say. Okay. So, cool. um, you just want to think about, you know, if your child happens to have a speech generating device, mm-hmm. um, you know, then you want to make sure that, um, that is pre-programmed with the messages. Trick sure. or treat. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Happy Halloween. Because remember, that was one of the things we struggled with. And one of the reasons why we couldn't go with friends a lot of times because Aaron struggled to communicate. Yeah. So and that was, you it, know, when Aaron was, was little. When, and it's, it's, it's a real thing. It is. And it's crazy. I'm a speech language pathologist. But when Aaron was, was young, AAC was really considered kind of a last resort. Yeah. Yeah. You know, other types of communication might be teaching them sign language. Yeah. You know, to be able to say thank you or. Sure. Um, so whatever. We just want to think about communication is bigger than speech. And also with the understanding that not a lot, everybody's going to get it. Right. Uh, or understand. And right. you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with that. And not every child is going to say anything. And we right. have to be okay with that too. Exactly. Right. So it's about us practicing our mental flexibility and being right, understanding right. without judging. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, number 11, make sure the child has a way to communicate when they are finished. This is really important. Okay. Okay, yeah, instead yeah, of yeah. saying, we're going to go to five houses or ten houses and then we'll be done, when the child's done, if they know the sign for all done, that's great. Mm-hmm. Maybe have a picture of your own house, you know, okay. so that they can actually, you know, point, to, point to or show say, you the picture okay. of the house. So that, you know, get, again, maybe if they have a speech generating device sure it says all done i want to go home you know so just make sure that they do have a way to communicate when they're done and then finally recognize when the child is starting to get dysregulated and head for home immediately please don't pressure the child to do just five more minutes or let's just do one more house and then we'll be done right because i think that 
the last two points that you made were about giving them the ability to um, self-advocate to advocate Mm -hmm. right and then I think what that's going to be is positive for next year yeah because they're not going to have this memory associated with oh well I had to keep going or you know it was traumatic at the end or whatever you know we want it to be positive it's it's a very positive experience from beginning to end and they had somewhat of a control over right right yeah that's a really good point that that's that's so important you know we talk about that a lot with that's why you want to make sure haircuts you know you don't want it to be traumatizing because they will remember if it's traumatizing right right? and it's going to make the next time even harder right so absolutely and then i just have four kind of general halloween tips okay and then we'll wrap this episode up regardless of what the child previously agreed to Honor any last-minute decision to not wear a costume or not go trick-or-treating. Don't say, but you promised you would, or but right, then I won't get right. pictures. No, no, no. We're just going to go ahead. This is neuroaffirming. Go, go with the flow. Go, go with the flow, right? Yep. Number two, avoid traumatizing the child over an event that truly doesn't matter in the grand scheme of life. Don't make this bigger than it is. Right. It's Halloween. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you don't get any pictures. Or if he doesn't so want to wear the whole costume. It doesn't matter. If the costume doesn't make sense, right. it's it's irrelevant, right? Number three, limit the number of photos if that becomes too overwhelming. Like I've learned with Aaron, he will let me take photos of special events, but he likes about three. Do you know what I mean? And you (laughs) know, it's in my nature to want to take like 15 or 20. But I've gotten really, don't you think I've gotten better at just doing two or three and just calling it good? Are they always perfect? Nope. But that's not the point, right? Stop striving for perfection. For someone who's a little type A like me, it is really changed me i mean i'm so much more laid back and less concerned about perfection than i've ever been in my life and then finally avoid pressuring the child to greet strangers take candy from strangers or thank strangers for something that is actually making them uncomfortable i want to end this episode by by really stressing that emotional regulation and safety matters more than manners okay right because it really goes back to your point don't make it traumatizing if you ever want him to do this again yeah Right. Yep. So, anyways, hopefully you find you guys will, uh, you know, found those uh, tips uh, helpful. There may be some others that we haven't thought about. I think we we did a Halloween episode last year too, and I'm sure you know it was a little different take on it. I just really wanted to talk about neuro affirming strategies sure. this year. So, anyways, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up. My voice has uh, had uh, about all it's gonna handle for uh, today. So, <laughs> thanks for listening to another episode of SLP Talk Show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell your friends, your neighbors, your colleagues to give us a listen. So, go ahead and get back out there in the real world. Uh, and please, 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 don't forget to schedule your mammogram. Early detection can save your life. As an 11-year breast cancer survivor, it certainly saved mine. Until we meet again, cheers. Mm-hmm.